You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, after so much bookmark talk, y'all love to talk about the bookmarks. We're actually figuring out ideal bookmark thickness. Wow. In case you are concerned, you're like, this show's gotten too cool for me. Um, We have figured out how to make it a lot less cool. (laughs) But first, Bria, what are you reading? Um, I am reading a poetry book that you and I, this is going to fulfill my reading glasses, reading glasses, reading glasses challenge. Nice. Um, and it's one you and I both <laughs> talked about reading. And um, it's called The Crown Ain't Worth Much by Hanifa Dirakeep. Are you also reading this? Yes. No. But I, not, I wasn't going to talk about it on the show, but I'm also reading it. <laughs> wow. First time in Reading Glasses history that we're actually reading the same book at the same time. That's, That's so funny. That's really that- wild. It is weird. We've been doing the show for like four years and we've never, and we read a lot of the same books, but we've never done one at the same time. That's true. Wow. That is so weird. Okay. So, um, I mean, you can speak to it as well, but it is, um, uh, so Hanifa Dirakib is kind of a, a, um, a cultural critic. He actually has a great podcast too. I just started listening to. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I like, love him. Yeah. Music, like a music interview podcast uh where he kind of also talks and so yeah it's good it's really it's really interesting um uh but this this um book of poetry is it definitely like you know infuses um his pop culture his love of pop culture and love of music which i love because there's all these um uh poems kind of titled things that will definitely bring you back to like some certain times, but it also is a lot about, uh, race and it's a lot about family. Um, and, uh, it's just like a really great read. If you're looking for a poetry book, um, I would definitely highly recommend it. I, I'm finding it really great. I've been reading a couple, like a poem or two in the, I say the word poem so weird. It's fine. You're from Texas. I know. I, how do you say it? (laughs) Poem. Poem. Like one, one syllable. Yeah. Poem. But I'm from Boston. It's tough because you're from Texas and I'm Poem. from Boston, so we're probably never pronouncing anything correctly. That's so true. Um, but it's it is it is really um, it's really touching. It's hard to read sometimes. There's a lot of emotion in it. Um, it's not one you can sit down and like read all at once. I I don't think. Um, but it says a lot of things that I think are really interesting and super relevant. Uh, right now and forever. So um, yeah, <laughs> if you're looking for a book to a poetry book to pick up, I think this is definitely a great one. Uh, what are you reading, Mallory? Oh, I do want to just co-sign everything you said. I'm loving this book. I'm so excited that you, I didn't even know he had a poetry collection out. And you know, both of us, if, if uh, for Reading Glasses listeners, you know, we love this author. Um, he has a new book coming out too. I can't remember the name of it, but it's about black performance. Um, and I'm really excited to read it. Um, but this book, I think poetry collection is absolutely wonderful. I think it's called The, Dev- the Little Devil in America. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're gonna to have to read that one next. Uh, but I am reading a book uh, that was the pick for Sword and Laser this month. Oh. Um, I was really excited. Uh, friend of the show, uh, Alex Brown, who is a reviewer at Tor and a librarian. Uh, they are co-hosting Sword and Later- Laser this month. And their pick is this YA fantasy book called Alazzo by Darcy Little Badger. And as soon as I found out Alex was going to be co-hosting the show and they were um, – Picking this book, I immediately bought it. Just didn't even know anything about it. Just knew I they're one of they are my most trusted book reviewer besides you. Um, 
So I just bought it and I am not disappointed at all. I, I bought it, uh, the hardcover of it, and it is one of the most beautiful books I've ever seen. I posted about this on Twitter. It's just like so the book itself is really gorgeous and it has these um, illustrations by what is her name? Yeah, it's Ravina Kai. It has illustrations from Ravina Kai and they are so, so beautiful. Bria, this is actually um, a book I think you would really like. Uh, it's about this woman or this young, this girl, she's a teenager uh, and she lives in this it's sort of like an alternate America um, that's very much shaped um, with um, in indigenous magic and incest ancestral magic of um, of immigrants. And she in particular, she can raise the spirits of dead animals. So her dog has technically been dead for years and years. But after he died, she like raised his spirit. And like the book opens up with her like playing catch with her ghost dog. Nice. Um, and because of her her, do her ghost dog's power, she finds out about this person in her family who's been killed and uses her ghost animal powers to try to solve his murder. I love and it. And it's so good. Um, and it's amazing because it's a book that the dog dies, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Does the dog die? Yes, but not a big deal. Not a big deal. It's the, it's the first book in history where it's not a big deal if a dog dies. Um and I am really, really enjoying it so far. If you have read it um, and, or, or want to read it, I highly recommend um, listening to the Sword and Laser episodes where Tom and Alex talk about the book because it's awesome. And I'm really just super enjoying it. Uh, so that's Alazzo by Darcy Little Badger. And mine is The Crown Ain't Worth Much by Hanif Adiraki. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Morgan wrote in about the listener who had the dilemma of like, oh my gosh, I, I don't, I always buy books from used bookstores. So I check them out from the library and then immediately return or then right. like return them three days later. Uh, so Morgan says, as a library employee, I wanted to respond to a topic you discussed recently um, about the idea of checking out eBooks through Libby to support the author. Even that, even that's not where you read the book. I love that the reader who submitted this query is passionate about supporting authors and libraries and their heart is totally in the right place. However, checking out an eBook without reading it may actually be detrimental to the library. Unlike how we purchase physical books, libraries essentially subscribe to ebooks, and that subscription expires after either a certain number of checkouts or a set amount of time. So unfortunately, checking out and an ebook without reading it may be taking away a checkout from another reader. The good news is that this does not apply to physical books. The library owns that forever. We love to see a book well circulated and travel to as many people as possible, even if you never read that copy. But if you're an ebook user, then please continue to use Libby. That's exactly why it's there. But please maybe consider only checking out an ebook if that's how you intend to read it. I also love and want to reiterate Ma what Mallory suggested. The best way to support authors, libraries, and fellow reader readers is to publicly review the book. A good word goes a long way and helps out everyone involved. Happy to have a librarian check in about this. Yeah, and I think Mallory's totally right. Although I think what the reader, the person who wrote in, was trying to say is that, like, they were aware that um, the library would have to maybe republish that ebook, and that was kind of the point. Like, they they knew yes, that that was the no. point. They were trying to get the library to maybe. Like buy yes, another copy, buy another, buy, have to like, um, which we've talked about how this works on the show, but yeah, they, they would have to subscribe again or, um, or mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, and they yes. were hoping that that would actually send more money to the author. 
Yes. yes. So I guess it comes down, maybe get it, for, maybe do this from a rich library <laughs> <laughs> who has the money to keep buying ebook subscriptions over <laughs> that, and over again. Maybe an, ox, an oxymoron that may not, there may not be <laughs> such a thing, but yes. <laughs> I, I think maybe like the New York Public Library probably has more money than most libraries but do, but who knows? real estate taxes? Those real estate taxes have to be an arm, arm and leg. We should do, we should have a, we should have Brazos come on the show and explain mm. like a library's budget to us. That That's would true. be very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, Hallie wrote in with the wheelhouse, uh, haunted houses, bonus if they are also old and gothic. And it's Mallory too. Yes. Uh, small groups of people facing mysterious, unexplained monsters. That might be me. Uh, sci- sci-fi, fantasy, horror books featuring uh, LGBTQ plus characters without that being a major uh, point of conflict. Nonfiction books, about disease origins, monsters in the woods, scientists wandering in the rainforests. <laughs> I love all of these. That's so amazing. specific. Is there more than one book about scientists wandering the rainforest? Yes, actually. You know what's funny? In our bonus recommendation episode for this month, I talk about a book with, with scientists wandering around in the rainforest. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so if you're a Maximum Fun subscriber and you support the show, you can check out our bonus recs uh, episode this month and listen to it. And nature and wildlife books. Quick bookmark from us. We're very excited to announce the next page to screen book club pick. We are going to be reading and watching To All the Boys I've Loved Before by Jenny Han. Uh, it is a YA book and it is on the, the, uh, the film is on Netflix. I have not read it or watched it, so I'm super excited. Me neither. Um, I got the idea to read and do this book uh, at like 10 o'clock at night the other night when I was, because I've been reading a ton of YA and I saw this one. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never read this. Oh, we should do it for the Page of Screen Book Club. And I texted Brie. I was like, I want to do this one. Uh, so we're really excited about this. Um, uh, this was Page to this page Screen Book Club was a maximum fun drive reward from last year. Uh, and But it's this one's going to be open to everybody to participate. All you have to do is read the book uh, to all the boys I've loved before and watch the movie and then participate in the Instagram live event that we're going to be doing on May 8th, Saturday, May 8th. We haven't picked a time yet, but it's Saturday, May 8th. Read the book, watch the movie, come talk about it on live on Instagram with me and Bria. We're really excited about it. This one's going to be fun. Um, this is the like definitely the funnest pick. The last one was kind of like, I mean, it was, uh, Christmas Carol was very, very fun, but this is a little, little bit more lighthearted, l- mm-hmm. less death in this one, hopefully. Uh, but we're really excited. Um, So you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Before we talk about the ideal bookmark, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is sponsored in part by one of our favorite apps, Libby. But Bria, what's Libby? What is Libby? Libby is a free reading app created by Overdrive that lets you borrow ebooks and audiobooks from your library on your phone, tablets, Kindle, or computers. All you need is a valid library card from your library. Mallory and I use this thing all the time. I like, literally use Libby every single day of my yeah, life. Yeah. Libby it, is like my uh, my desert island app because it would still work on a desert island yes. because you you take it on the go and even if you don't have a library card you can read samples of any book you want Libby works just like your physical library you can simply borrow available books that you want to read and they return themselves automatically after your loan expires so 
so yeah, if you were on a desert island, this would be one of the apps that you need. Like in addition to maybe an app that taught you how to like fish or make fires or something. No, you don't even need that app because you could check books out from the library that teach you how to do that. <gasps> You're right. See, <laughs> you need, folks, you all need to download Libby. It's free and it's the most important thing you could take to a desert island. Incredible. It is great. Uh, we do use it every single day and um, it has such a great uh, layout and it's so cute. It's such an enjoyable app to use. Um, I can't. I can't say enough wonderful things about Libby. We love it on the show. Y'all have heard us talk about it. We're so happy that they're sponsoring us. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite things to do is every Tuesday when new books come out. I because I listen to almost all my audiobooks through Libby. I check out all the new nonfiction. Like there, there's such a Libby. Libby's layout is so easy to use and it's so great to browse. If mm-hmm. you're looking for a particular type of book, whether that's like what I look for, which is new releases in the audiobook nonfiction section or translated books, fantasy books. It's just the, the browsability is so incredible. And it's again, I mean, I use it every single day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> So right now you can download Libby in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store to start borrowing and sampling ebooks and audiobooks today. Libby. Glasses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's John Moe. And look, these are challenging times for our mental and emotional health. I get it. That's why I'm so excited for my new podcast, Depression Mode. We're tackling depression, anxiety, trauma, stress, the kinds of things that are just super common but don't get talked about nearly enough. Conversations that are illuminating, honest, and sometimes pretty funny with folks like Kelsey Dara, Open Mike Eagle, and Patton Oswalt. Humphrey Bogart was never in therapy. And then my dad said, yeah, but he smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. So he was in therapy plus psychiatrists, psychologists, and all kinds of folks. On Depression Mode, we're working together, learning, helping each other out. We're a team. Join our team. Depression Mode from Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. This week, this might be... The weirdest episode we've ever done. This might be weirder there. than the snacks episode, yeah, I think. It's up, definitely up there. We are getting into the weeds with one of the most popular topics on the show, bookmarks. So after we did our last episode on bookmarks, we got so much fan mail suggesting different types of bookmarks that we decided to test some of them out. We are looking for the Goldilocks of bookmarks, <laughs> folks. The one that is just right. <laughs> Bria... I think a lot of what makes a bookmark ideal is actually two things that aren't the bookmark. Yeah. Um, it's what type of book you're putting it in mm. and whether or not you're travel with it, traveling with it. Wow. Um, so wow. do you ever, I know you, you know, you read a lot of trades and graphic novels. Do you ever like travel with them, bring them with you? Does that affect the kind of bookmark that you use? Um, yes. Uh, yes, I do travel with them. I will say, look, y'all know I'm a person who mostly e-reads, so I don't think a lot about a bookmark until that moment when I need a bookmark and then I'm like, ah, shit, I need a bookmark. Like this, like this moment where it's like suddenly, you know, when you're like baking and then some weird, weird like ingredient comes up and you're like, what? Like, you know, it's like, it's like out of your (laughs) normal realm. Um, And you're like, I don't have agar agar flakes in here or whatever the weird shit is that comes up. Um, So this (laughs) usually is me reading a graphic novel and then I'm to a stopping point and I go, what? What is, what, what's going on? Um, 
And there's I, no button here. There's no button. Uh, and I am the kind of person who just grabs the nearest item, uh, no matter what it is, and shoves it inside. Uh, my books leave a very violent life. And just <laughs> they're living with like whatever pencil <laughs> is sitting nearby or whatever thing that's entirely too big. The, kni- and the knife, which has been my favorite bre- one so far. Breaking the spine. I mean, there's like <laughs> definitely, I mean, but it's usually what happens is it's a slip of peep. Plus, it's a slip of paper. I will say we have these, which we can get to in a second, but we have these bookmarks someone sent us, which I've been using for my graphic novels because they are readily available and they're th- a good amount of thickness. Um, but it is interesting to me that it is basically dictated by the book that you have you know like that that it's it's yes it's the uh yeah the book dictates the bookmark and the bookmark does not dictate the book that makes sense i know big first revelation from this ridiculous episode it's all about what you're sticking it into and i so um (laughs) god uh so what i realized i tested out a lot of bookmarks for this episode um i even made jeremy help me measure with his, with a tape measure, um, the various dimensions of bookmarks. Um, thank God for my very patient boyfriend. Um, so what I realized was that um, with the disclaimer that you can really use anything if you're in a pinch. We know we've had people write in that they've used umbrella tags and table legs and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, I really think thin bookmarks get low marks no matter what you're putting them in and whether or not you're traveling. Mm. Um, And it's not actually that they might fall out. It's that the tops of them, the part that sticks out of the book, it's really easily damaged. And while I was writing this episode, I was like, I don't, we need to figure out what to call this, what to call the part of a bookmark that sticks out of the top of a book. It's like the shark fin. It's like the fin. Yes. Oh, I like shark fin. I was Mm -hmm. thinking, is it like the iceberg? Is it the stem, Mm -hmm. the leaf? Oh, the iceberg. But the shark fin, I'm really into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the shark fin of the bookmark, So because the thinner it is, like a receipt or like a really thin bookmark, the easier it gets ripped or curled up. Okay, I guess my question here is, is that a problem? Like, do you care if your receipt gets, you're using it as a bookmark. I hope you don't need it for your tax purposes. So, like, if you're sticking it in a book, <laughs> do you care? Is this a problem? For me, yes. Okay. I don't, uh, one, because, like, if a little piece gets torn off, then it's going to, like, be in the bottom of my purse. Sure. Or if it, if it gets, like, ruined or torn off, like, I might not be able to find my place in the book. Like, mm, if, Okay, okay, It's fine. just not going to be, it's not going to be functional as a bookmark. Then it will be somewhere in the book, but if it's the part that's sticking out gets ripped off, just, Who knows where it, it becomes could be. a receipt again? A receipt once once more <laughs> returns to its original purpose. What we ultimately found is that there is a spectrum of bookmark thickness. Um, <laughs> stick with us here, okay? Uh, all right. So here's the things that we have to think about: stamina, the ability to not file out of a book. Uh, that's where thin bookmarks. They go, they go on, they do not do well with the stamina, right? Yes. Uh, but then also we have durability. That's the ability to not be damaged. And that's where, that's, that's, uh, that's um, thick bookmarks have that ability. Low durability, that's going to be your receipts, right? Um, and both of them have pros, yes. pros and cons. Uh, you have even more, more categories than stamina and dur- durability. What, what all you got? So this might be the nerdiest thing I've ever done in my life. Okay. Um, so I tested out a variety of bookmarks from this, ranging from a thick receipt to one thirty-second of an inch, wow, second uh-huh. of an inch, one sixteenth of an inch, all the way up to one eighth of an inch, which was a wooden bookmark sent to us by Lorianne. Thank mm-hmm. you, Lorianne. We'll talk about that bookmark in a second. And I put together 
all, a list of all the important factors in a bookmark. First, you have rigidity. Can someone please call the football Thickness. people from our high school to beat us up now? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm definitely getting a wedgie for this episode, yeah. for sure. Uh, okay, so rigidity, thickness, stamina, durability, aesthetic, and length. <laughs> so a post-it, for example, marks very low in rigidity, uh, low in thickness, low in durability. So is my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> sorry, stupid joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to really get through this episode. Oh, my God. Um, also, um, I, I post- don't feel that way about my ex-boyfriend. Uh, but it has high stamina because of the sticky parts and maybe high aesthetic if you have cute post-its oh uh um so the wooden bookmark we got which is an eighth of an inch thick marks very high in rigidity high in thickness high in durability but low in stamina because it's so thick that its weight made it fall out very frequently in my tote bag oh Um, bummer but it gets very high marks for cuteness High marks on aesthetic because it has a carving of the little worm from Labyrinth, and it says, hello, I'm just a bookworm. I don't Very think that's— adorable. That's not what it says, Mallory. It says— That's what exactly what it says. It says, hello, I'm just a bookworm. There's no oh, H. There's no hello. You're right. You're right. Very, hello, very I'm important I'm just a bookworm. <laughs> oh, my God. One of the most iconic movie characters of all time. Um— so and then we got a beautiful set of crocheted bookmarks from Elena oh, yeah. um, that Elena made. Yeah, thank um, you, Elena. So, the, oh my God, obsessed with them. Um, so they mark high in thickness, but low in rigidity because they're floppy, because they're crocheted. Uh, so depending on how thick and heavy your book is, this might not be a problem because the weight of the book keeps it squished. Hmm. Uh, Elena used an ultra thin yarn, not a, not regular yarn. Um, so it's not like super, it's not as thick as you would think. It's like almost, it's like a little thinner than a doily. It's like doily yarn. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also gets very high aesthetic points because it's beautiful and has a skull pattern. We love them very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so also, of course, you don't want a bookmark to be too thick, um, because it's going to damage your book's spine. Like you don't want to put like a two by four in there. Cause then it, it can't be, oh man, you know what I should have done, which would be the next level is. Do the ultimate book to bookmark thickness ratio. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Folks, maybe we should should make that a a, a reward for this year's fun drive. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. Um, Okay, so just to recap, what we're measuring these bookmarks on? Rigidity. That's like whether or not it's going to flop over. Thickness, yeah. that is, uh, you know, you know, thickness. Stamina, how long is bookmark going to stay alive? Is it going to die? Is it going to die on the page? Uh, durability, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, again, how long, how long we're going to going to last. Um, aesthetic, very, very important, obviously. And length, which is also important depending on your book size. We're get, but yeah. So well, before uh, we're gonna get into length, but before we finish our ideal bookmark assessment, we are gonna take a quick break to Thank get <laughs> presumably maybe wedgies from somebody, <laughs> get, get swirlies, get stuffed in a locker, whatever. Ha- I don't know what bullies do nowadays. Uh, Make a mean video of us on TikTok. I don't know. I watched that movie Unfriended. Is that what they do? Whatever. Oh no, I haven't seen. It. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> 
strange planets, curious technology, and a fantastic vision of the distant future featuring Martin Starr. So we're going on day 14. Shuttle still hasn't come. Aparna Nancherla. The security system provides you with emotional security. You do the rest. Echo Kellum. Can you disconnect me or not? Hurry Kondabolu. I'm staying. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Jeffrey McGivern. Could you play Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun? It's The Outer Reach. Stories from Beyond. Now available for free at MaximumFun.org or anywhere you listen. Okay, so we're back. Um, so there's another. Uh, oh my God! There's another factor. factor? Oh, uh, there's more factors. Bria, okay. I'm so right. sorry. Okay. This, is, this got much more complicated than I thought it was yes, going to. Yes. Another factor, if you, like me, have cats that try to steal any bookmark with a tassel, it actually took me days to find the crocheted bookmark that Elena made me uh, because one of my cats, probably Lula, stole it and hid it under the bed. I feel like that's a plus. I feel like that is a plus because <laughs> it, it, can, it can serve both as a bookmark and a cat toy. <laughs> but no, I th- I'm pretty sure they took it out of the book. Oh, ah, uh, yeah. But that does that. I don't know. It kind of like ups the cuteness factor. potential in this in the factor of aesthetic. It kind of ups the cuteness because it gets Ooh. the cats involved. You know what I mean? High like, humanist. Yeah, high human aesthetic is good, but high cat aesthetic is not good. Okay, wait. Let's just do the crocheted ones. Rigidity. Do a zero to ten on the crocheted ones. Um. Ugh. Well, I did. I didn't come up with the point system. Zero. zero I think two. rigidity zero. Rigidity zero. Thickness five. Stamina five or six. Stamina um, depends on the book. If it was a thick book, seven. Durability seven or eight. Durability um, seven or eight um, because um, it can t- it can withstand some things. It's as- not going to rip on you. Aesthetic. Ten, because the cats are involved, <laughs> and okay. it's cute. But it, I mean, it was it's high high aesthetic, anyways, because ah, good point. Uh, they were very very cute. And, and then the, length mm-hmm. is what I'm about to get into. I'm going to get extensively into length. But uh, give it a <laughs> score. Let's give it a score. Uh, depends on that's another thing. Depends uh, on the book. Okay, copy. All right. Um. So I will also final final round of factors here. Okay. Um. <laughs> I should have been a bookmark scientist. Um, there are also environmental factors okay. in your bookmark. Okay. So, like, how good is your bookmark at being put down next to you? Is it going to blow away? Mm. A receipt? High, high uh, wind, um, uh, wind vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, is it sharp? It might get stuck in your blanket and hurt you. Uh, is it small enough to fall down between the cracks in your porch or between the couch cushions? Yeah, and some of these things matter more, like, let's say, if you live in Chicago versus if you live... (laughs) (laughs) So the wind, you have wind concerns versus you're just taking it on a plane and, like, there's no wind on that. (laughs) I I like to imagine that in every... Like, it doesn't matter even if you're inside your home, like, it's still windy in Chicago. In my head, that is true, actually. (laughs) Like, you're sitting on your couch in Chicago and there's just a strong wind that is flying around your living room and might take your bookmark. Mm -hmm. Um... 
So I also tested out a metal bookmark for this, which I really liked. High stamina, high rigidity, durability, aesthetic, and thickness, but not too high. Um, but you do have to be careful because it get, if it gets stuck in your blankets and if you and you sit on it the right way, it might hurt you. Sure, sure, yeah. Potential danger. Yeah. Um, so ultimately, what needs to happen with bookmark assessment is 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 the user. So Bria, what do you think? Which factors are most important to you? <laughs> I'm like that meme of that lady right now who uh, has the numbers floating around in her head, who's just like trying to figure <laughs> things out. <laughs> um, okay. All right. I'm going to say of the factors we've talked about, durability is actually high because, again, I'm harsh on things. If, you gonna, if you're going to live with me, if you're going to be my bookmark, you got to learn how to survive. <laughs> Said to the, like, Spice Girls. <laughs> I don't know. Um if you, if you if you if you if you want to be my bookmark, you got to get it in my book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that is really important. I'm going to say durability is uh, the most important because not just stamina, not just staying in the book. It's like living around my house, not you know, uh, surviving like being moved from various places every time I clean out a drawer. It's just, it's about, it's about durability. Um, But I'm actually going to add one more factor to your list. And that is availability. Is it somewhere? (laughs) Is it somewhere I can find it immediately? Or is it in some (laughs) random drawer and I forgot about it? Very different. That's low points. Low points based on its location that it has decided to live in. So availability drops off sharply outside of a three-foot radius of you. A hundred percent. And, like, if I'm on a plane, obviously, like, the ticket, you know, that you have is going to be the uh, best. Boarding passes are great Boarding bookmarks. passes are really a great bookmark and very close by. Uh, so that is the, <laughs> you can't Which leave. is Priya's most important factor. I'm going to say availability <laughs> is my most important factor. Uh, what is your most important factor? Or you can name a couple. I feel like you're probably going to have a few. <laughs> Oh, yes. I've, as you can imagine, done a lot of thinking about this, and it was one that it truly surprised me. Uh, so I do like a bookmark with high marks in just about everything. Um, I think... <laughs> like, I like her life, her- she's got high standards for bookmarks. I like the Hermione Granger of bookmarks uh, that gets straight A's. Um, but I think... Uh, so I, yeah, high marks on almost everything. I think because I bring a book everywhere with me in my bag, when I'm running errands in bed around the house, I like a bookmark that has high durability and stamina. It really has to be able to stay in a book because mm-hmm. it is flopping around in my tote bag, stuck Useless. in my blankets, getting yeah. dropped on the floor. Uh, nothing is worse than when you drop a book on the floor and the bookmark falls out of it. Can, can we stop for one moment? How often are you what kind of blankets are you losing these things in? Like, are these like, Our, the comforters we got? Because, oh, like, what? I don't know if I've ever lost anything in a blanket. A blanket is, you know, not that large. You can literally just, like, do the thing where you, like, kind of push it out like a parachute. And then it, whatever's in it will come out. Well, if you're in bed and there's like, I love a bunch of blankets and I love huge fucking blankets. So, like, when I'm at bed, like, sometimes I'll like to, like, shove a book under my pillow or, like, I'll, like, sleep. I'll fall asleep with the book like under the blankets with me and then I'll like kick it down in the bed. Wow. What you're saying is that one day we're going to find Mallory in her apartment and it's going to just, she's going to be under a blanket and there's going to be like 45 books under there that she forgot about. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Uh, that is absolutely able to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
One, I will say, love a metal bookmark. Okay. My favorite childhood book was a me- was a metal owl, and I thought it was perfect. Okay. Loved that thing. Okay, okay. Um, I also like a laminated bookmark. Ooh, okay. Because many of the bookmarks that you have can be, uh, can all their scores can be maybe doubled with if, the addition of have, being laminated. If you have a laminator at home, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> What was the last time you saw a laminating machine? I was just going to say, Mine was I don't think I've seen a laminating machine since elementary That's school. Exactly. There was one in the library, and, my, and, I, and I remember they would let us use it sometimes, and I was like, this thing, wow, if I'm an adult ever, I hope I have a laminator at my house. That would mean I've made it. I know what Brie is getting for Christmas. <laughs> Do they sell home laminators? Oh, my God, we should put one on our wish list, ah. and, th- and then I can laminate things. Game changer. I, it really would. It really would change. Wow. I just want to let you know, laminators are not that expensive. For those of you who want to live that dream, twenty five bucks. Me, twenty five. Put bucks. one on our wish list. Right, Somebody, fine. please buy me this laminator. I'm going to laminate a shitload of stuff and test it out. Twenty one bucks. All right. It's on there. Amazing. But I want to say the thing that I think I'm weirdly the most particular about a bookmark is the length. Do not want a tiny bookmark, but I also don't know why it bothers me so much, but I hate when a bookmark pokes out from both ends. Like if you're reading a mass market paperback and you have a long ass fucking bookmark and it's sticking out of both ends, double shark fin, no thank you. It drives me nuts because I think there it doubles the ability for it to get nudged around. Like if it's sticking out of the top and the bottom, if you like put it down somewhere or like stand it up on end, the bottom's going to make it poke out farther on the top and... Ugh, just, I don't oh, like yeah, that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's not something I've ever thought about. Welcome to like a lot of this, everyone. <laughs> wow. I, hope, <laughs> I hope this is somebody's first episode of the show. I don't. Um, <laughs> so I have to say, I think my ideal bookmark is about 70 to 80% of the length of the book that I'm reading uh. that is around one eighth of an inch thick. Well, this is important because what we're saying here is that the ideal bookmark depends on the book you're reading, which you said at the very top, and I'm just repeating the thesis statement of this episode. But it <laughs> seems to me <laughs> that— Oh, wait, no, not one-eighth of an inch thick. It's one-thirty-second of an—thirty-second of an inch. Got it, got it. But it's just—this it, just means that all of you who feel bad because you've been hoarding bookmarks— We know you're at home hoarding bookmarks, but we're saying that's okay because you do need to pick your bookmark based on your book. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I also think we should talk about the ideal amount of fin to be poking out on the top. And how much? Can't be more than an inch. Oh, yeah. Totally. Too much. Too much. I don't like a—again, don't like a gigantic bookmark. I was very surprised to find out this was the most important thing for me. Mm. Like, I I have some cute bookmarks that I've gotten from bookstores— and they're too fucking long. Uh, too long. Unless I'll you're never reading, use them. Unless you're reading some sort of like giant book, like an atlas. Yeah. If you need to mark oh, yeah. your place in a... <laughs> Can't wait to shove that in my tote bag yeah. and bring it to the fucking park. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll need one of those little grocery carts to put it in and then carry it around. Yeah, Ooh. no. Can't wait to see you do that. <laughs> so, yes. The ideal bookmark is, is the one that fits your ideal book. It's That's, just like, you know, it's like... It's like dating, you know. There's somebody for everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, there's a bookmark. I don't know if that's actually for true. everybody. 
There is a bookmark. I'm, sure, well, I'm not going to say there's, there's somebody a, for everybody out there. I don't know this world. This I, this world's gotten worse. But there's worse. a bookmark for every book, and yes. there's a book for you. That's very comforting. Yeah, that we can we can guarantee. Who cares about dating? Well, the most important thing is there's a bookmark for you out, or there's a book for you out there, and it has its, every book has its bookmark. That's true. That's true. Very comforting thought. Um, I'm very much looking forward to the fan mail we're going to get about this episode. Oh, this is never going to end. Never going to end. It's truly never going to end. Um, send it. Send it. Please send us your send us your thoughts about bookmarks. Um, please, I in the show notes, I will in, we will include the guide to the rating system. Um, very interested to see you all assess your own bookmarks based off of this. Um, yeah, you can send your thoughts to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Before we answer a recommendation request, we're going to take a quick break. Now let's answer a recommendation request from Olivia. Olivia says, I've recently gotten into Westerns through TV shows like The Pinkertons and Godless. I have not watched either of those, but they sound interesting. Yeah. Um, Do either of you know any Westerns that don't shy away from the diverse society at the time? The 19th century was a period of huge societal change in the U.S., but not many seem to touch on that. Bria, what should Olivia read? Well, this is a tough one for me because I don't read, I don't read fucking Westerns. I'm not versed in a traditional Western. I can, of course, recommend some science fiction westerns. Like, I literally was like, oh, I'm just going to recommend Sarah Gailey's Upright Women Wanted. And I was like, that's a great one. And then at some point I was like, wait, that's not an act. It is a science fictional western. Um, (laughs) uh, It's a western. Yeah. I mean, what? I mean, it is a western with a queer romance with, I mean, but it is not. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to think about. I mean, I guess it does fall into western. Have we done an episode on westerns? We did. Yeah, but a long time ago. Um, their book, River of Teeth, falls under this, too. Yeah, but that one's way more science fiction than uh, yeah. Upright Women Wanted. I literally kind of forgot Upright Women Wanted had anything science fiction in it. Um, but it is it is good, and it's it has a queer romance, which I really very much enjoyed. And I believe some of the main characters are non-binary. Definitely in River of Teeth, some of the main characters are non-binary. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a place that I realize I... Um, uh, have fallen, I don't read many Westerns. It's just not an interest to me. And I think this is part of it is that I they I think of them as not diverse. But then I started looking them up and I was like, oh, there are so many Westerns, especially right now, and especially Western romance that are truly diverse. I was looking up so People many- People want to fuck those cowboys. Uh, who doesn't, man? Who does not? Um, I Too was- dusty. Too dusty for me. <laughs> too dusty, too gritty. No one's brushing their teeth. Um, but apparently, <laughs> it's not. It that doesn't bother a lot of people because there's so many and a lot of diverse ones. So um, uh, this, I really like. La- I mean, I definitely would say if 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 um, Olivia is interested in in something that has like a science fiction element to it, check out Sarah Gailey. Uh, but I feel like Mallory, you're gonna have something way better than that. Not that I mean, that's a good book. We're we are the I was Sarah say, Gailey. What's better than Sarah Gailey? We're the Sarah Gailey Nothing. recommendation uh, uh, podcast, obviously. But I just feel like there are probably more traditional <laughs> westerns that would uh, check this box. Uh, yeah, this the one that I have is more of a traditional western structure, just in the way that it doesn't have a lot of genre elements to it. Um, it's how much of these hills is gold uh, by C. Pam Jong. Uh, I I talked about this on the show when it came out, I think, a while ago, sometime last year. The past year, I mean. 
I, it could be a week ago. It could be a year ago. Who could say, uh, it is such an incredible book. Um, so it takes place during the time when the American gold rush was fading out. Like it was sort of like people were realizing, like people were getting out West and being, and realizing like, oh shit, maybe there isn't any gold. Mm -hmm. Um, it follows these two siblings. Uh, they're the orphan children of uh, these Chinese immigrants, and they're trying to survive um, after the deaths of their parents. Uh, definitely not a feel-good book, um, but few Westerns are. Um, but it's just like a – I think the best way to describe it is just like sweeping. Like if you're looking for that sort of like grand mm -hmm. Western book, like just a lot of vistas, a lot of big feel, like just like a lot of sweeping stuff, a lot of sweeping emotions. It's, it's beautiful. Um, but not it, a lot it's of sweeping gonna... of floors because it is dusty as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> sweeping in many ways. Except where when it counts. Swept fa faces, when swept bangs, you know, all sorts of things. <laughs> the wind is sweeping everything mm -hmm. but the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, but for Olivia, it's definitely going to give you the less white centric, more realistic version of the American West. Mm -hmm. Um, highly I, I just I, I love this book highly recommend it um so as always we want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page remember you can buy reading glasses tote bags and shirts and stickers in the maximum fun store there's a link in the show notes and if you want to help us you know to make sure more people in the world can assess their bookmark length correctly you can rate and review us on itunes it's great for us because it helps us reach more listeners and makes us look real fancy to anyone who's checking out the podcast especially advertisers which helps us feed our cats so they have the energy to pull bookmarks out of our books you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com find us on twitter at reading podcast on instagram at reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading, reading. <laughs>